Welcome everyone to That Time We Woke Up in a Podcast and Had to Explain Manga, our heated adventures overanalyzing manga we find interesting, otherwise known as the Overmanga Cast. And hey, we did it! We had a theme month that actually all happened on schedule. Even better, this nightmare hellscape of cinematic dumpster fires is almost over. Fourth and finally, we have Dragon Ball Evolution. Now I know what you're thinking. The Dragon Ball fanatic is gonna truly loathe this one, right? The answer may surprise you. All the same, hopefully our suffering this month was at least fun for you guys. Enjoy the show. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Overmanga Cast. My name is Sam. Uh... <laughs> This is like our third episode covering a Dragon Ball property, so let's let's change up our top of the episode bit. How familiar are you guys with Dragon Ball Evolution? I watched it about a year after it came out, I think, on the recommendation of Jacob, and his recommendation included a hearty going with no expectations. <laughs> and I did. <laughs> and that was about ten years ago, and here we are now. Jacob. Yeah, I remember the discourse when Dragon Ball Evolution first came out, and basically what had been said about it, and I don't think, I don't remember if I saw it in theaters or not, but I did get it on DVD, like right when it came out on DVD. The discourse on it was supposedly that non-fans of Dragon Ball said it was great, but the fanboys hated it, and I'm like, neither of those things sound right. So I checked it out for myself, and yeah, neither of those things are right. It is unbelievably dumb. It's a doofy bad fan fiction, so. Yep. How about you, Matt? I luckily had never experienced this movie before watching it. But now your luck has run dry. How, how I wish I could go back to those forlorn <laughs> days of not having watched this movie. And <laughs> Jay? So, I remember all the hype when this was, you know, being promoted, and I don't believe I saw it in theaters. I might have seen it, you know, in the background while I was at, like, someone's house visiting or something like that, but this is... I have not given this a dedicated watch. I know that, but I remember the hype, the discourse in mm. the fandoms over Dragon Ball Evolution. Honestly, it doesn't deserve a dedicated watch, but <laughs> we did it. <laughs> we did it, and here we are. So, big thing to know is that, uh, as Jake said, this is basically a Dragon Ball fan fiction. Names are similar, characters are based upon, and uh, the points don't matter. <laughs> we open up with our dear Son Goku, who is very white. <laughs> well, no, we well, op we well. <laughs> We open up on 2,000 years earlier, the great demon king Piccolo and his minion Ozaru came from the heavens and destroy all of humanity, so they had to start fresh from humanity. Nom 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 nom. <laughs> and seven sages used the Mafu Ba to seal Piccolo in the depths of the earth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, that clearly didn't work, and he broke free at some point that the movie does not seem to it... care about. Yeah, there's no explanation for how he it... got out of the rice cooker. He's just here. <laughs> Piccolo is played by James Marsters, who is an actor I very much enjoy, so I like to Piccolo for that <laughs> reason only. I feel sorry this actor was in this movie because he seems to be the only one capable of doing a good line read. Yes. Like, yes, no other character. <laughs> they all have weird individual verbal tics to such a degree that I think maybe the director might have told the actors to do that because they speak with like, we'll get to it. But like, yeah. mm -hmm. there are some weird choices made with how lines are delivered. Yeah, there's also some there's, there's a lot of weird choices in this. Like how we op uh, once we're done with the like prologue explaining the history of Piccolo. We open up on uh, slow-mo shots of Goku sweating. <laughs> oh, the sweat. The it lingers on the sweat. There, there are so many cases where it's like it'll just linger on something that doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, I mean, when we finally zoom out, 
The face does not match the sweat. And that's <laughs> my main complaint right yeah. there. He really doesn't look that strained. He's just standing <laughs> on two and, ropes. And then when you see his attire... Keep in mind, he's wearing early 90s, like, long sleeve over a short sleeve, and I'm like, that explains the sweat. Yeah. <laughs> this movie came out in 2009, so we can presume they were going for mid-aughts fashion, and they horseshoes and hand grenades did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's but, a lot of this movie in general. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we get to our first little bit here where um, Goku is uh, training on top of this clothesline when his uh, grandfather Gohan comes in, hops up, and they start fighting. And I First use... to touch the dirt loses. Yep. And I use they with uh, heavy quotation marks because it is very obvious that Goku does not do his own stunts. <laughs> yeah, just, Justin Chapman very was not prepared to do these um, cool kung fu moves. As you can tell by the fact that the camera never lingers on Goku's face in the middle of an action shot. This entire fight is full of awkward cuts to the back of Goku's head so he can do the martial art move. Then cut to main character Goku's face going, Huh, that was a cool move I just totally did. <laughs> yeah! So they do some anime shenanigans on the rope. Goku kicks a beetle into Gohan's mouth. <laughs> which... Choice move. Uh, <laughs> but Gohan wins by using oh, a key blast attack. <laughs> the shadow crane strike. I don't know. Again, it's a fan fiction. Like, it, it pretends that it's Dragon Ball. Actually, no. I, part of the reason why me, big Dragon Ball nerd, isn't as harsh on this movie is because, honestly, it, it, it's not trying to set itself up against, you know, actual Dragon Ball. I'm not it's quite, doing its own thing. I'm not sure what it's trying to do, but yeah, it's definitely not trying to be Dragon Ball. It's honestly probably trying to do a bunch of several things it's, that don't mesh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as we go from, hey, this cool kung fu action movie where we've got this ancient prophecy and blah, blah, blah. Grandpa, you teach me all this karate and stuff, but aren't you going to teach me to be normal so I can get girls in high school? <laughs> and then it turns into a teen movie for a, about 30 minutes. Basically the rest of the first act and then drops that entirely. <laughs> because uh, one one line I love at the very beginning is, um, actually I don't think it's this scene with Grandpa Gohan, but I don't really care. Uh, he tells Goku, um, our martial arts is not for fighting boys. I and think we'll it get, is that's in this scene. When we'll get back to... Oh, you're right, because he asked how to fight his bullies at school, and he's, his Grandpa Gohan's like, our martial arts is not for fighting boys. And I'm like, keep that in mind, dear listener, we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Gohan isn't going to teach Goku anything practical about, you know, daily life of high school boys. But hey, it's Goku's birthday, and here, for your birthday present... Have the four-star Dragon Ball. And all the weight that comes with it. <laughs> Very important. Goku just keeps it in his pocket. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Yeah. It definitely screams like Grandpa Gohan gave him that gift. There's a plot reason, but the way it's just introduced, it comes off as like, I didn't have anything else to get him. <laughs> <laughs> so Goku goes to school for the day. He bikes in. And his bike promptly gets run over by the bullies. Yeah, the, the bullies flat out just flatten his... Hit, hit the... Almost hit him. Like, this could have been manslaughter. And everyone watching this happen reacts as if Goku is the asshole. Like, it's... Mm -hmm. The crowd scene immediately turns on him, and I don't... I don't get it. And the bullies just start going, like, what are you gonna do about it? You gonna... Kiku. You gonna punch me? Because main bully comes over, he's just like, yeah, right here on my cheek. Yeah, punch me. Ooh, yeah, please punch me. <laughs> Giku and Goku. <laughs> Goku, with the greatest frustration face. <laughs> Justin Chatwin has a big vein on his forehead, and it it, it has it should have top billing in this movie. <laughs> I'm, I am sorry to sound so mean, but there it is. And, uh... As we, he gets the memory in his head, no, Arv Karate is not for fighting boys. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they call him a coward for not fighting. And then uh, everyone makes fun of him. And then we cut to the classroom, the high school classroom where these high school, high school seniors, because they're 18 yep. as established, yeah. yep. are being taught what solar eclipses are. 
I worry about the future of humanity. <laughs> so, so look, it's no reason Goku is spacing out, staring at at uh, Chi Chi. Sp- spacing out spacing is a, out a generous term <laughs> for the. Uh, By the way, Chi Chi's in this movie. She's also in high school. She's the girl next door. Goku's in, uh, infatuated. With. Also, girlfriend of the bully who is just um, of course. Yeah, I see. I they never said that. Like she just said, "Hey, let's get to class." Like that's the only interaction she had with the bully. Well, I, the, well, no, the party. They barely. They still don't. To, say, they don't they talk don't to each there. other. Like that's the thing. Like, that's the teen movie thing that you expect is that that's her boyfriend, but they never say anything about that. They just kind of glide past it without paying attention to it, because not a lot of thought was put into this movie. Yeah, yeah. That might have been a victim of the ADR plot changes then. That's also entirely (laughs) possible. There's a lot of ADR in this movie. Okay, so another thing, another thing that's worth noting, when I put this on, I put this on when I'm like writing and want some like background noise that will make me chuckle every now and again i have never watched this movie closely and i've never watched in hd because i just have the rinky dink dvd out of a bargain bin which is how you should experience this movie quite frankly watching it on a big screen in hd oh my god everyone's 80 hard like I never noticed, like, there are, there are some cases where, like, I notice, like, a weird take of someone's lips not matching what they're saying in it. I'd, I'd occasionally, like, notice that in passing. But, like, I didn't know Bulma had so much ADR. I didn't know, like... Roshi. We'll get to it later. Roshi, for basically an entire scene, is very roughly dubbed over. Roshi is the one that I had always noticed. But there are also cases where it's... He's clearly not 80 yard. So it's it's one of those ones where it's like it there were some yeah. obvious like writer room problems with this movie what anyway, a shock. I, anyway, we're, we're talking a lot around Goku having uh, a wet dream in class yeah, over uh, yeah, Chi Chi uh, seductively eating strawberries in a field of flowers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's his vision. And Goku's just in his chair like, mm, oh baby, yeah. <laughs> like staring at her blade Yeah, blade. baby, yeah. It's really I would hate to be the person sitting next to him because it's just like, well, <laughs> um, conveniently, no one's his sitting power next... pole is extending. Yeah, yeah. Go- <laughs> Goku is into this uh, dream he's having, but yeah, conveniently at the two-person lab desk, he is alone because he's a loser. Um, which also, I would not sit next to this guy if he constantly <laughs> made the faces he was making in class, which prompts the teacher to go. Goku, are you even listening to me? Also, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Goku, what, what uh, uh, so this seems like, this is, this seems to be like a science teacher explaining like the phenomenon of the eclipse, like the moon's they shadow gets in front of the sun. And then he's like, what they would- pretend it's a special eclipse. It's not, it's yeah. a solar eclipse. <laughs> what would our ancestors say about the eclipse? Like it's an anthropology class now. And Goku says, well, my grandfather told me this old story that the eclipse was the sign that the Namekians had come. <laughs> the Namekians? You know, the evil aliens that fought uh, humankind to extinction 2,000 years ago and was only stopped by sealing the demon king Piccolo inside a magic urn trapped beneath the surface of the earth. And the teacher looks at him as if he had just revealed he was a young earth creationist. (laughs) (laughs) And says, well, let's hope that doesn't happen. And uh, And it's like, that would be my reaction to be fair. (laughs) But it's like, what sort of question were you asking? What would our ancestors think of the eclipse? Here's a story my grandfather told me. technically correct. (laughs) Yeah. What we're uh, saying is this teacher is very bad at his job. <laughs> anyway, Piccolo has an airship. <laughs> For all of the, like, we're not going to pretend we're adapting any arc of Dragon Ball changes that they make, the fact that that's, that's actually the airship that Piccolo has in the manga is a really weird choice. Especially since they clearly do not have the budget for this CG model. Yeah, this <laughs> CG model looks, I'm not kidding, like a PS2 cutscene. Yeah, which is... Saying something for 2009, nothing good. (laughs) A movie in 2009, which, uh... Yeah. But, um, is this actually where... my my uh, We literally just watched this movie and my memory is already failing me. (laughs) Yeah, this is where we... I think it might be before the classroom scene that we cut away to Piccolo decimating a village. No, the the decimating the village because Piccolo is, um, he sent a character the synopsis is telling me is my... 
Her name is never She's never said. named. Yeah. She's never named. I have never been sure if that character was supposed to be the Maya adaptation or not. But it is. In other words, if you have no familiarity with this with this series at all, you would have no idea who this character I'm, is. Even if you had familiarity with the series and just watched the movie, you would have no way of knowing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, you know, case in point, me over here. I never looked up the character uh, names, so. Yeah, but there's yeah. A, a scene, essentially, um, Piccolo drops a fireball from the airship. We get a cool cut where we don't actually see the fireball explode <laughs> because that would be special effects money. We get to see the burned remains of the... Vi- medieval village these yeah, people were living in. Because they clearly repurposed a set from another movie. Look, I think it's impressive that they made a movie on a budget of 15 cents. That's yeah. just me. Yeah. Look, look, I will generously say this is somewhere in, like, rural China, maybe. So, like, it's... That's the excuse they use for repurposing a set from another movie because yeah. they didn't have a budget. Exactly, exactly. Despite the fact they are speaking Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Jay here is just like, I, you know, they were speaking to Japanese. <laughs> okay, I'm wrong. <laughs> well, and I, like, that's the hilarious thing because, like, it's trying to be a teen movie, a kung fu movie, and generously an adaptation of Dragon Ball all at once. Wow. None of those things mesh. Yeah, it's, here's the problem. Because it's, it's trying to be a kung fu movie, too. It's not trying to be all those three things at once. It well, just switches between different movies. It switches between, yeah, it switches between those very separate things. Yeah. So, my name withheld uh, goes and threatens a woman with a gun and takes the and takes well, the Dragon Ball. Specifically, she was going to find the woman's daughter, and then the woman gives herself up to give the Dragon Ball to. And I'm just sitting here watching this scene, and looking back on it, I'm now, why did they spend so much time here? Yeah. None of this mattered. Like, it's a very long scene. This is another case where... To establish that Piccolo is also going for the Dragon Balls. Yeah. This is another case where it just lingers on something it doesn't have to. This movie, it's very brisk uh, compared to the other movies, but it's also very much the case where you could even cut more from this movie. Yeah. I, I would give more time to the scenes that were cut so so quickly together. It was hard to follow what was what happening. What was going on, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Piccolo and Mai get the first Dragon Ball after destroying this village. Uh, Goku summons his key long enough because girls are watching in order to impress Chi-Chi, who knows what key is... And it's like, hey, she's, you use that kung fu try- magic, right? She's well, trying to open her locker, and it won't, but it doesn't work. So Goku like energy blasts all of the lockers open. Yeah, which was more than he intended to do. So he tries to slip away, but she notices him. But tries to slip away is generous. He runs from her to then freeze in place, and then immediately admit that he'd. The awkward high school boy energy is very strong, and I appreciate it's that. It's such a weird scene. <laughs> He he's clearly trying to stay hidden, except he then immediately isn't, and then just walks away as if nothing happened. Like it's yeah. Hey, you use that. You use that weird kung fu magic, right? You knew about you know about the weird kung fu magic? Yeah, I do. Hey, I'm having a party later tonight. Wanna come? I'll be there. <laughs> cool. I knew that. Cool. My kung fu magic. And then we uh, cut to Goku at home with uh, Grandpa Gohan making him a uh, big old um, plate of. I, Grandpa Gohan's Swab. entire thing is he makes like gross food, mm-hmm. like. The, the like, stir-fry he's doing is, like, way too oily and also has, like, a bunch of chilies in it. And then, like, roasted bird with, like, the full head on and everything. It's, like, a three-pack. Don't put your Western perspective. <laughs> no, I'm saying the way the movie portrays it is that it's gross. Yes. I, There's way too much oil in stir-fry. I, yeah, I was not. I was giving you the perspective the movie gives it. Like... <laughs> Anyway, Grandpa Gohan is putting a lot of effort into making a nice big birthday dinner for Goku, and Goku's just getting <coughs> off to go to a party for, for Biddies. Typical. Also, also, there's a fun scene where Goku tries to slick his hair back, and then it immediately pops back up into spiky mode. Was that in the promo? I feel like that was... That was in the promo. That, yeah, they put that in the trailers a and lot. And the, uh, the doors of the lockers opening was also in the promo. Yep. But, um, so, also, conveniently, Goku decides to take the four-star Star Dragon Ball with him to the party. Which was good so, to do, but... Why? I mean, 
I mean, it's a... It's a, it's a valuable from, thing. It's a gift from it's grandpa. It's shiny rock. It's shiny rock. I'd take it to shiny rock. Girls like shiny rocks. Girls He's like good. shiny rocks. <laughs> Goku goes to the party. He promised his grandpa he wouldn't fight. So the bullies are there. And the bullies try to, you know, bully Goku. And he's like, I promised I wouldn't fight. Well, conveniently, not the main bully from the first scene. It's nope. the background bullies. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, of, like, most of the males in the school, like, half of them are the bullies. Yeah. For reason. The because it, a school's a Because it Because it tried to be a high school movie for about 15 minutes. But no. This and is, then immediately this is, drops it. This is a very fun scene, because one of the bullies uh, is, like, trying to pick a fight with Goku. And Goku's like, I promised I wouldn't fight. And he's like, oh, don't worry, it won't be a fight. It'll be a massacre. <laughs> and he, like, goes to pour out his drink like he's gonna pour it on Goku's shoes. Nope. But he misses, he misses entirely. His shoes. And then he tosses this clearly plastic cup to the side. And there is... Glass shattering sound effects, which immediately dropped me out of the scene because I'm like, that that cup shattered. Whatever threatening message he was trying to convey ultimately failed because I'm like, but why? Well, it also failed because Goku then proceeds to have the entire crowd of people beat themselves up by dodging punches into each other, and also this scene is extended like four minutes longer than it needs to be because literally every single attack. Has a slow mo effect on yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I mean, this it's like is, mid that's 2000s. A, I mean, that's pretty on point. Well, and that's also again, this is the case where it's it's like swapping between what it wants to be because that's a common trope in kung fu movies. They'll yeah. have the they'll have the like master Ooh. martial artist fight opponents without throwing a punch and beat them all up without touching them. Which I think is why I mean I'll elaborate further, but why I see great potential. And what this could have been. It's very easy. I wish this was more of a hate watch because this could have been something, but it's, it's, it's just dumb. Yeah. (laughs) So Chi-Chi is very into Goku's nonviolent defeat of these bullies. And also the main bully comes comes out out and picks up like a piece of rebar. But like the thing is, what confused me is he and Chi-Chi come out together. The two of them are paired coming out the front door. Yeah, you you saying that it may have been, like, a rewrite at some point is very probable. It's definitely why I assumed he was her oh, boyfriend, yeah, yeah. because it's they definitely set up the scenes as if that as is if the case. As if that's what it is. It's just they, they never actually outright mention it. Also, can we get over the fact Chi-Chi's house is, like, some kind of weird, like... Castle? Theme, it's a themed castle mansion, like... It looks kind of... castle. So, like, a fanfiction house. I mean... Well, I mean, yeah, again, that's sort of the fanfiction element of it. It's like, that's warped version of this universe's Gumao castle. I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm just saying it falls in line with fanfiction. Yeah. Yeah. It is ridiculous. It is completely ridiculous. And kind of fun. I wonder if it was actually a sword, but then the way that they cut it, they changed it into a piece of rebar. Because I swear I saw a blade in at least one of those swings. He, he pulls it out of, like, a statue, and for it to turn into rebar does not make any sense for just a stick of rebar like, to be where it we, was. The only time we get a good look at it, it's definitely just a metal rod. Like, it's obviously not a sword, but the first, like, when we're first watching it, we're like, is that a sword? <laughs> like, yeah. anyway, we're spending a lot of time on this because, well, uh, the main thing to take away is he does get the guy to beat his own car up, and then the car explodes at the end, like, <laughs> boom. <laughs> After no one's hitting it? So cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, now uh, Piccolo is killing Gohan. Yep. 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 Piccolo walks in. Or, well, my barges in first. There's a bit of a kung fu fight. And then Piccolo comes in and Gohan's like, Piccolo, it's you. And then then he force chokes Gohan because Piccolo can do that apparently. Well, that's not even the worst part because he gets bored of force choking him, does not kill him, and then leaves the house and goes... I probably should have killed him. And then force chokes the house. <laughs> yep. Fuck <laughs> you and fuck your house. <laughs> Destroying a good 50% of the house, yes. Conveniently, it's Almost 50%. exactly 50%. It's yeah. a 50% facing the audience, so it looks like he breaks the entire house. Yep. <laughs> Goku is like, something's wrong. Something's wrong with my grandpa. Yeah, because... I have to go. He, he and Chi-Chi are having a romantic tension scene where they're talking about how cool everything is and how, wait, it's your birthday and you came to this party? Yeah. 
This is really cool. Me and my grandfather normally just celebrate my birthday the same way every year, but I decided not to do that this year because I really want to bang you. Gigi <laughs> kind of pauses for a moment and she's like, oh, that's kind of sweet. But also that's kind of fucked up. <laughs> Man, well, I hope your grandfather's fine without you. Cut to Gohan dying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then cut back to Goku. Something's wrong. I must go. My planet needs me. (laughs) (laughs) He just runs off and all of the teen movie elements of this movie are almost entirely gone. Now this is great. He runs off and then just through pure running arrives back home. It's the same night. How far away is his house from Chi-Chi's? Well, it's not the same night. It's the next morning is by the time he gets... Oh, no. No, he, no. He, he gets there at night. You're right. He, yeah. yeah. They're, they're not clear on most things. They're not clear about the distance. One thing that I've always, like, noted about this is that, like, one of the key elements of why Goku proper is the way he is is because he didn't socialize in his youth. He only ever had his grandpa for a huge chunk of his childhood, and then all of his adolescence he was completely alone, and a lot of his personality quirks come from that. This Goku grew up in a community and actually socialized with people his age, and that's why I've kind of forgiven the fact that he doesn't act like Goku, because he had a completely different upbringing. So the idea that Grandpa Gohan's house was, like, just a couple of blocks down the street or something... Because, like, like it's shown that it's in the, um... It's, it's at with, least a little ways into the woods. It's within walking distance, because... But, yeah. He walk yeah, because he walks to school. So like it, he bikes to school. Well, he, he bikes to school. He yeah. definitely doesn't bike to the party though, because his would, bike is destroyed. It's destroyed. Yeah. I would say he lives probably just a little outside of the suburbs. Yeah, yeah, like just outside of the suburbs. For whatever credit this movie deserves, it's not much, but shouldn't <laughs> discredit it on this particular count. Yeah, I, I but yeah, grab- I kind of like the, it. It's one of those cases where I wish the movie was better because the idea of seeing a socialized Goku is actually kind of interesting. It, it's the reason why fan fiction is so popular because you can explore dumb little ideas that are interesting but little else. But yeah, Grandpa Gohan dies. He gives Goku a quest. Goku spends the night burying his... He has to his... dramatic die. You, yeah. you need to go find Master Muten Roshi. In the city. I forget the city's name. Oh, so. Yeah. And um, if uh, the guy playing Goku was a better actor, you would get some like dramatic tears over his grandpa dying, but you get... Uh, he puts his He covers head. his face as quickly as possible because he can't he can't cry on can command. Cannot emote. He yeah. puts his face in the crook of his arm. Yeah. You know, it's kind of cruel to say he can't emote at all, but you are also right, so <laughs> I mean the directions Hey, your grandfather is dying. How does this make you feel? Sad. I don't feel good about it. Like, there, there's a, t- a degree I'm like, hey, this actor isn't doing well. But then I'm also like, a director had to watch this be filmed and went, that's good. We'll, yeah. We can move ahead with that. Yeah, I'm, t- I'm torn between either, like, murder the director or maybe he really, like, had to try to make the best of what he was working with. It really <laughs> is the actor's fault. A lot of strings spitting prayers in this movie. <laughs> anyway, uh, apparently Goku stays up all night burying his grandfather. Is that the thing you do? You don't, you know, call the authorities see, to, like, say, I, hey, I, my I grandfather don't... died in an accident? See, I'm pretty sure, and this is the first time I've watched this movie in a long time. I'll, I'll pop it in occasionally if I'm, you know, if I have nothing else to put on. And, um, but I'm pretty sure you can hear sirens as it's fading out when he's like not crying over his grandpa's the, dead body then they clearly decide no police would complicate this i'm going to bury him at home like yeah but yeah. i mean like the situation that they have set up is that he's apparently not that far removed from society well, he's, a, he's a normal teenage kid going to high school who then buries his grandfather the night of in their backyard yeah. like you can't have it both ways. It's it's well, you, the movie definitely doesn't have it both ways because from this point on it they has ne- it neither way basically. <laughs> they never acknowledge he went to high school. Even when Chi Chi shows up again, she does not act like a high schooler. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Goku takes the rest of the night to bury Gohan. He's a bit despondent in the ruins of the house. 
despondent is a very generous way to refer to what this acting was. It, yeah. He's, he's very right. unemotive. Well, there's, there's what was clearly in the script, and then there was what this actor could portray. Again. Yeah. Anyway, he's there's a gather- disparity there. He's gathering up his things to go and find Muten Roshi, when all of a sudden, huh, who is this in the ruins of the house? It is girl with gun. <laughs> Yeah, they uh, they definitely have Bulma in this. Um, they get into a weird, like, really tense sexual situation yeah. of like they are face to face on the ground. She is holding him at gunpoint. Like, where's the Promethean orb? What the fuck is a Promethean orb? It's a little orange ball with stars in it. You mean my four star ball? No, you idiot. It's got five stars in it. No, Not this... this one. There are more Promethean orbs? No, they're they're called Dragon Balls. No, they need to be called a science thing because as long as I'm on the screen, this is a sci-fi Blade Runner movie. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they're called Dragon Balls and there's seven of them. Cool, I made a radar. I had this already. <laughs> <laughs> So wait, wait, why did you think I had yours? Because somebody stole mine last night. Did you not see the seven readings on it? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'll, I'll just mention it here. I, Bulma feels like she's 80 yard a lot, but also just the way she has chosen to talk. She's going for a vibe that I'm not quite sure. She's going for like sci-fi, like cyberpunk hacker is the way she talks. Yeah. Like she throws in techno jargon when it doesn't need, but it's like, she also speaks in like this hushed whisper whenever she's doing anything. And I'm like, like she's trying to sound cool. And half the time, I'm not sure if it's just because she has been dubbed over or this is how she chose to deliver the line or. What happened is they had multiple like concepts that they were trying to take. This movie smacks of that hardcore. Or what happens is she originally had a much harsher whisper and did all of her lines in that. And when they got to editing, they realized most of this is unusable. Please redub this. Yep. Yeah. So Goku and Bulma are now working together. They go to Pazu in order to find Master Roshi. We do have a scene that I rather enjoy where they're trying to uh, look him up on the virtual f- yellow pages. And she's like, I tried every, every possible spelling of Roshi and I can't find him. Goku, turkey leg in hand. Did you add master? Spelled M-A-S-T. I know how to spell, you idiot. Yeah, yeah Goku needs to be chewing this entire scene for some... We've... At no point... You want portray- a turkey leg? We've n- at no point portrayed Goku likes food that much in this, but I guess this is his character trait. Like... Yeah. Yeah. It's Goku. For this one scene and no others. And never, and never mentioned again. Anyway, Goku is sensing some key. Hey, have you seen Up? Because, <laughs> um... Okay, so in all fairness, they do a lot of world building to set up what's happening. Is the city of Pauzu has been going through like rapid like redevelopment. You see ads for like new apartment buildings everywhere. And what's clearly happened is Muton Roshi lives on this island in the middle of all this construction where his building is that he has clearly been living in forever and is probably the last holdout of being bought out. Mm-hmm. Which is some great world building the uh, universe or the the setting does. It's good visual world building. Except no one refers to it. No one talks about it and it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's very... (laughs) Honestly, that's one of those details where it's like there there are glimmers of attempts at effort and quality in this that I most of the time pass over because I never really gave this movie that much credit. But yeah. But like it's... Clearly, this entire section that with was Bulma done intentionally is yeah. supposed to be like some kind of weird cyberpunk story. Which, may, in all fairness, when we're in the high school, you get glimmers of that as well. Yeah, they don't fully commit to that though. So I, there's a lot of places where there's the like laugh at how stupid it is level of enjoyment, and then there's the is this a technically good movie? No, by the way. Anyway, we're at Master Roshi's house now. Why couldn't we find him on the yellow pages? You think Master Roshi is my real name? (laughs) (laughs) So they creep into this old man's house. Bulma is just perfectly willing to break and enter, even though the door's not locked. It's not locked. That means... Yeah. It's not locked. That means it's not breaking and entering. Yes! Yes, it is! (laughs) Uh, Master Roshi wakes up in the course of their bumbling about and attacks Goku. And uh, Master Roshi is played by Chow Yun-Fat and is the best... Martial artist in this entire movie, he actually does the kung fu good. He does his own <laughs> stunts, yeah. He's also, um, in this scene in particular, clearly trying to play a drunken master, Master Roshi. Which is a thing. Mm-hmm. It Absolutely. is. He's, but he's very much like, 
dressed as if he is very drunk in this scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The state of his apartment leads you to believe he's probably some variety of alcoholic. He's uh, got a he's got an anime babe on his shirt. There, with there, a there, cigarette hole through the head. Like Yeah. There's a box. For some variety of robotic companion. <laughs> mm-hmm. New model. I'm not a hundred percent sure what it's for, given the Master Roshi we're given, but yeah, I mean it's it's leaning more and more towards they were going. They couldn't decide what concept they wanted to go. Well, to. And it, basically, it's like how sleazy do we make Master Roshi? Because like original Master Roshi, we've mentioned you probably couldn't do him today. So they basically tried a bunch of different things, and they a could lot have of... just bumped the rating. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. Just... yeah. The ADR I will usually notice is Roshi in this scene because clearly. They wanted him to play drunk. He did that because Chow Yun-Fat is a, you know, Good very actor. notable actor. Um, he played that, and they decided, actually, we don't want drunk Roshi. Retake all of this. But, like, he, like the facial expressions do Are not still match there. what we get yeah. from the actual audio. That's why it's they so They sacrificed no- quality for a rating. Rating? Or they just wanted a different character, too, is the thing. Like, they... Master Roshi goes through, like, three different like personalities in yeah. this yeah so roshi beats goku's ass goku tries to hit him with the shadow crane strike and hits and bulma instead as we've established the uh shadow crane techniques are not to be used on boys <laughs> as bulma gets knocked out by it <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and Goku's like, oh, so you must be Master Roshi. I am Muten Roshi, the Invincible! <laughs> My grandfather's He's... dead. Oh. oh. He is so much more animated in this scene only. Yeah. The, the first of the many personalities he goes through. I liked him best in this scene, honestly. Exactly. Me too. Me too. Because he at least had a character gimmick. He kind of gets, like, toned down a lot in yeah. the other two so yeah, Muten Roshi gets recruited to the party and we continue our hunt for the Dragon Balls. He is training Goku throughout this in... Oh, well, first he's just like, I need to take you to the secret hidden temple in the hills where I learned my technique and, oh, there's a whole bunch of people here. I guess the secret hidden temple is not so secret anymore. Hey, wait, is that Chi-Chi? Hi, Goku. It's me, <laughs> Chi-Chi. I'm going to ignore the rest of these training people. Excuse me, extras, could you just do karate moves in, in the, the background? background? I didn't zip up my sports bra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this uh, this movie loves boob windows. Um, yeah. It's a Dragon Ball property. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Um, yeah, and then Goku and Chi-Chi have a scene where they just talk about how cool each other is. I'm actually secretly a martial artist. Don't yeah, tell I figured that don't tell the people back at school about this, and then school is never mentioned again. <laughs> yep. Maybe we can mix it up sometime. Yeah, mix it up. Sure, cool. <laughs> Goku, quit flirt with your girlfriend. We got places to be. <laughs> and uh, that is the that is the entire point of that scene. To just remind you that Chi Chi exists as a character in this movie, Chi-Chi I does guess. The, does the martial arts. Yes. Oh. She's also very good at the martial arts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, that's a, that's a, one of those things that I find so hilarious about this absolutely hilariously awful movie is this movie respects Chi-Chi as a character more than Akira Toriyama does. <laughs> so, yep. anyway, the entire point of coming to this pit stop was so Goku could learn more about martial arts. They proceed not to do that and then just move on to the next destination because... This boy has had no training this far. Well, he... Except for what Grandpa Gohan talked. Well, he, he's getting the Master Roshi like, hey, you're not allowed to take the motorcycle with yeah, us. Yeah, do, do mundane things as, as like, here, strength and endurance. Here's training. a comically large backpack that you are running comically fast with, considering everything else we've seen Goku do at this point has been... Yeah. Relatively they'll, mundane? Yeah, there 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 are a couple of cases where they'll uh do special effects with like sp- <laughs> it, it looks awful, but like they speed up the punches occasionally, but like Brrr. this is this is the most Dragon Ball the martial arts get. This is we've established canonically Goku could run as fast as a motorcycle carrying like hundreds of pounds of weight. Is something he always could do because this isn't something Master Roshi taught him. Yeah. So the same person who was getting beaten up by bullies at school, like, well, he never threw and, the punches back. Yeah, but he also never did anything. If you could run this fast, there's a lot of. Yeah. Anyway, Piccolo and Maya are grabbing more Dragon Balls in the background, and uh, 
our gang is finally heading towards uh, a, their uh, their third Dragon Ball because they yeah, have they Goku's have and they have Roshi's. Yeah. But gasp, shock, amazement, a trap in the road. It's not even they see a trap. You just see the motorcycle fall down a hole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It looks... It. This is actually a case where it looks intentionally hilarious because that was clearly a comedy beat of their... They're just going along and then the motorcycle like vanishes into the ground. <laughs> Pit trap. The best actor in this movie shows up. Um, Yamcha. Surfer boy Yamcha, who Bulma attempts to flirt with. I think succeeds, but also it's revealed... Immediately realizes she, her mistake. Well, yeah. no. She has to be informed by Roshi that, uh, no, he's clearly... this is He's a, the one who does... Because it's like, you know, she's flirting and he seems receptive and it's like, of course I'll need payment to get you out. Wait, what do you mean payment? He obviously dug the trap. What, like... <laughs> yeah. Who do you think dug this trap? And then Goku tries to jump out of the hole. Yamcha says, hey, stop that. And then Master Roshi just jumps out of the hole. And we we get told later, but it's not 100% clear. Master Roshi makes a deal with Yamcha to find the Dragon Ball by promising him a third of the royalties on Bulma's invention. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. But hey. It's, it's a... It's a line that happens, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But hey, they're digging their way through the tunnel wall because the Dragon Ball is clearly underground, and now we're in a volcano. <laughs> well, no. The Dragon Ball was like six inches beyond the pit Yamcha dug because, uh... And now know. we're in a volcano. Well, because they're going to the next one. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. They all get together in a group and go... The to... scene is not cut well because, like... Wait, I thought... Yeah, it it seems like they dug into a tunnel that leads to a volcano that's like, that would like, if you got out of the hole, would be 50 feet away. Oh, wait, hold on. The, I thought the, the sixth ball was behind the um, thing. The reason why I think you thought that was because, again, this movie clearly had some rewrites all the way through to the very end. They of do release. grab something he out of says, that. says... They grab, like, they're grabbing rocks out of the way as they break into this tunnel. Uh, Roshi says it's on the other side of this, uh, of this wall. They break through, and they just keep walking, and eventually they're at a volcano. Well, yeah, but it's not a continuous shot. It's then a hard cut to panning shot of lava, and then... Well, actually, there is an interspersed shot. Or an interspersed scene, which is hard cut back to Piccolo's airship, where blood is getting extracted from him to create Sentai monsters. I, I guess that's better than vomiting eggs or something. I don't know. It's more sci-fi. Sure. We've got some mooks for Goku and crew to fight in the volcano. We hit them, but they keep regenerating. Quick, throw them in the lava! I don't know why I'm using this Roshi voice. Cheryon Fat does not sound like that. It's also not It's also not Roshi that suggests that. How? It no, it is, it is Roshi. How did it's they so get true. underground then? Don't ask questions. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they, were, they, they fell in the hole... They dug a tunnel Through at the, the bottom hole. of the hole, and I, then the tunnel leads no, I'm to No, I'm not asking now. how the main characters got underground. I'm asking how my and the Piccolo clones then get underground. No, no. <laughs> if it's an enclosed they, system. No, they no lead idea. the tunnel into the volcano. Which is above ground. Yes. Yes. No, it still doesn't make sense, but... <laughs> then why do they have to dig a hole? <laughs> I think my interpretation that this is a separate Dragon Ball in the volcano makes more sense. I think it does. I think it, it does. Again, obviously... We're gonna right, go because with the, it. Because the implication is that the Dragon Ball is right behind the wall, but I think two scenes got spliced together. Yes. Yep. So anyway, my and the Piccolo goons are at the volcano... Roshi is the one that says you gotta throw them in the lava, they keep regenerating. Oh, he, yeah, he says throw them in the lava, they keep regenerating. And then Goku's like, hey, wait a minute, but we still need to get across the lava to reach the Dragon Ball. I know, I'm going to cut this regenerating thing in half like 30 times to make a, a bridge of bodies across the lava. That's super metal, Goku. <laughs> it would be if this scene wasn't played for comedy, but it's also weird, <laughs> like... Yeah. It's, it's real jokey of Goku to do this, but also not. Yeah, and then Goku 
parkours across some corpses. Parkour. Come on, yeah. he's in a bounce house. The the actor, <laughs> So uh, yeah, the actor does his own stunts for the first few, which is a very like bounce house like on some like bouncy things and then suddenly does some cool parkour flips but you'll notice that's only after he's they faced away, away from, from his the cameras. face yep. <laughs> and then the piece de resistance Goku does this this cool action scene to get across the lava and apparently Mai just showed up on the other side Mai was already there meaning there was a way to get to it that wasn't jumping over a lake of lava no this movie <laughs> but yes. quite frankly this movie doesn't deserve the benefit of the doubt but if i were to play devil's advocate there is an airship of piccolo she may have dropped in but honestly this movie does not deserve benefit of the doubt we've it's been going too and, long on this already it's dumber and funnier that there is just an easier way in anyway yeah yeah the synopsis uh, dedicated one sentence to this entire thing so it does not make clear if this is a separate dragon ball or not either uh we then go to what this is telling me is the world martial arts tournament ah yeah that is goku to be. defeats mai and takes the dragon ball and now we go to the tenkaichi Budokai, where chi chi is fighting mai, mai who i i think is supposed to be in disguise but is very much not she's just wearing she a she's costumes. wearing a different outfit yes yeah but also why would chi chi know who she is exactly like no one knows who mai is so i mean why Goku would she saw who, she would, who chi chi was fighting he did. like he didn't and he didn't react to that at all mai cuts chi chi in the course of the fight and takes some blood and then just surrenders and walks away no one Ch investigates it any further yeah Chi Chi and Goku flirt a little bit more. She's like, hey, thanks for coming to my match. And I guess Goku had seen the entirety of the match, though the way the scene is cut, you can only assume Goku walked in as the match was ending. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, Master Roshi's like, okay, we literally have no time left. It's like two days until the blood eclipse. I'm just gonna go to my old master and get the and get a container for the mafuba and get a new rice cooker. See, uh, the name is Sifu Norris, played by Ernie Hudson. Yep. Uh, that scene is effectively they go to a temple and they get the new yep. magic sealing piccolo thing, where they are told, Roshi, if you use this, you will die. That's <laughs> cool. I'm it, fine with that. It will expend all of your life forces. <laughs> I can only assume what he meant was all the people doing it would die but like, maybe they're also saying master roshi has multiple life forces nothing is ever expanded explained on or yeah does it really matter probably not well nah. we know a drunk guy said he was invincible that's all we know about roshi yep anyway roshi needs to teach goku the kamehameha and by teach i mean show him how to do once and then say use it five times perfectly i'm not going to teach you how to do it and then leaves <laughs> bye so goku struggles to do the kamehameha for a bit uh, and Chi-Chi walks in on him practicing and is like, maybe you need some motivation. You're five paces away from me. Every time you light one of those torches, you can take one step closer to me. What happens if I reach you? You'll have to find out, won't you? <laughs> no, I want you to explain. Oh, well. <laughs> You'll be right next to me. And I can touch you. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and so Goku pulls off the Kamehameha twice in rapid succession. Perfectly. <laughs> Getting closer to her. And Chi-Chi's got a look on her face like, ah, oh, shit, he might actually do it. Then I have to kiss this weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> but then I guess uh, the the brief burst of motivation and confidence, because girls are watching, wears, wears off. off. It, 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 yeah, he then is incapable of doing it a third time, despite the fact nothing has changed. And because he failed, Chi-Chi's like, well, take a step back. And he's like, that wasn't part of the deal. doesn't matter. And then he fails again. And then is motivated to do it so perfectly, he performs a triple one at once. As Chi-Chi walks him through, like, how to focus and how to control his breathing and everything. Which would be a lot more impactful if he hadn't done hadn't it... done it perfectly the first two times. With no trading, like... It yeah. There's also a bit, and I, I am gonna uh, skip to the end just because I don't want to spend too much time on all of this nonsense but i'll just mention the whole spiel now i do kind of wish the final time he uses the kamehameha it looked more like the like Actual anime one. kamehameha because like the the stuff that she says about you have to make every move your own it would have been cool to see the very anime-esque very not real world tai chi because like they, they try to like 
implement like Tai Chi into the the key-based martial arts stuff. And it would have been cool if Goku makes it his own by just doing the anime version of the Kamehameha. Like, I feel like that would have been a cool moment. But they don't do that. It's it's one of those ones where it's like, eh, it's fine. The pretty lights go zoom. <laughs> like, yeah, pretty lights go zoom. So Goku and Chi-Chi make out. And then we get a hard cut to um, Chi-Chi leaving Goku's room, <laughs> running into Bulma. Who's like, damn, Goku's getting it. <laughs> and then Yamcha comes out, sees this, and goes... Damn, Damn, Goku's Goku's getting getting it. it. And then Goku comes around the corner and is just like, hey guys, what's going on? Hold on, who was she in here with? And Bulma gets a ping on the radar. She took the Dragon Balls because it was my in disguise. Which I I know everyone else disagrees with me, but the movie does not make it clear that it wasn't always my in disguise. I'm just saying blood was taken. To transform for some reason. I guess that's how it works. Sure. Why why would Mai stick around with Goku that long? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. When she wasn't training him, she was distracting him. And I thought, like, the get closer to me was then going to attack him. Like, it feels like half of that scene was written for it to be Mai in disguise. And then... Oh, you were expecting Mai to be in disguise during that. No, I was just saying, like, that scene is ambiguous. Yeah. Like, Chi-Chi is also being very forward in I that think scene. If, I think if this was an actually good movie, that could have actually been a point of tension for the audience. Because the audience knows that Mai took blood from Chi-Chi and, like, we've established magic as a thing. So, oh no, is this really Chi-Chi or is it Mai? But, like, this movie has not earned paying that close attention. Sort of well, consideration it, like that. Because if, it, if it's not that, though, Mai's plan was not do anything about Chi-Chi being there and disguise herself as Chi-Chi to walk past Bulma in the hallway. Yeah. Yes. Like, that's all that comes to a head on, that is, like, that's, the disguise was worth nothing. But anyway. I mean, technically, she got out the door with the dragon ball. Technically, balls, so. and, and ran into the person she was disguised yeah. as, so clearly that worked real well. Uh, yeah, she runs into Chi-Chi. Uh, they start fighting, uh, both looking like each other. Goku uh, leaps into the scene and is like, whoa. The girl I like, but double and also fighting. This is the hottest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, wait, I need to determine which one's the imposter. Uh, you, I'm going to punch you. Boom. Oh, wait, this is the one that has the scar on her arm from getting cut C- earlier. Cut this to is- uh, Grandpa Gohan. Our martial arts techniques are not used for fighting boys. <laughs> <laughs> As he knocks Chi-Chi out in one <laughs> blow and then finds out, oh, oh crap, that was the real Chi-Chi. As Mai shoots him in the back with a laser rifle and runs away. Uh, we get a fun scene where Goku is clearly dead. <laughs> because he's talking with Grandpa Gohan in the afterlife. And then Roshi uses the Kamehameha to bring to him back to him. life. Yes. Yeah. Sure, why As not? As a defibrillator. Okay. Anyway, Piccolo's got all seven Dragon Balls now. We have to go to the Dragon Temple and stop him! (laughs) Yeah, because apparently the seven Dragon Balls, when placed into an altar, create a giant stone temple. And then they fly directly to it because the Jeep has wheels that turn into jet engines. (laughs) I I don't... And Piccolo shoots them down. He and and Roshi beam clash, and it causes the Dragon Balls to scatter. And while the Jeep is in the process of crashing... Goku. Goku changes into the classic gi. Well, yeah, because as the thing is crashing, he has opened up the container holding the gi he got from Grandpa Gohan. And at some point between the that scene and the Jeep crashing into a fiery mess in the ground, he fully changes and then is in the Goku costume. Yeah. Yep. I will say that looks that's a cool looking uh turtle school. It uniform. looks fine in it, yeah. Yeah, it looks fine, just yeah. The way he gets into it makes no sense. (laughs) Yep. Now we have uh, the situation of there's a bit of a scramble for the Dragon Balls again. Roshi tries to use the Mafuba on Piccolo, but Piccolo overpowers him. And Roshi fucking dies. (laughs) This actually, funnily enough, this is almost exactly how it happens in the manga where uh, Roshi almost succeeds in Mafuba-ing King Piccolo, but Piccolo shoots the rice cooker that... He was about to be sealed in. Yeah. Roshi doesn't die straight away. Goku shows up like, Piccolo, I am here to defeat you and Ozaru. You fool, don't you know? You are Ozaru? No, I'm a monkey now! <laughs> yeah, I don't think you're doing 
such justice to how casual Piccolo is with he's, this. Piccolo, he's like, what, what do you mean? Like, you you, you, you are, are a Zara. <laughs> Piccolo is talking to Goku as if he's an old friend, because he is. <gasps> but, um... It's great because we've been skipping over every time Goku has touched a Dragon Ball. He's been getting like weird Final Destination flashbacks to mm-hmm. Monkey Baby and Ozaru and... But that's also the only time Ozaru is mentioned other than the initial yeah. thing. But because the movie has only mentioned it a few times, it's kind of obvious what the plot twist is. Yeah. Is that Goku is Ozaru. Also, knowing anything about Dragon Ball, it should be obvious yeah, what the plot twist is. Yeah, <laughs> But uh, he turns into... Like a Fatal Fury PS2 monkey dude. (laughs) (laughs) The CGI for the final climactic battle is so bad. Yeah. Monkey Goku is so bad and clearly they didn't have a lot of time with it and you didn't, they didn't want you to see this because no scene in this lingers longer than like a second. Yeah. They cut so quickly. It's like incomprehensible to follow the action. Yep. So Monkey Goku accidentally kills Roshi. Mm-hmm. He was like, you, the only way to defeat Ozaru is with faith. Remember who you are, Goku. Blah. Which would be a cool message if earlier in the movie that had been the thing he was learning, but mm-hmm. it gets brought up in this fight. It's, it's a refrain he often got from Grandpa Gohan, but because the movie changes genres so many times, it doesn't mention it for the entire, like, middle 70% of the movie. So it's like, this was set up. It's just, because this movie is structured so badly, it doesn't feel like it. I, I would say Grandpa Gohan gives an equal amount of time to setting up non-violence. And that goes nowhere, because yeah. all problems are solved with violence, so yeah. what are what's your moral there? thing that gets repeated a couple of times, and, like, it's sometimes, uh, it's repeated in, I'm not sure if it's all of the Dragon Ball, like, vision things, whatever those were supposed to be, but, like, believe in who you are is a, mm-hmm. is mentioned multiple times. But it's, like, but it's not lingered through. on any more than anything else in this movie, and it's so incoherent that, like, not focusing on that is Plus, totally understandable. even if they did focus on it, the payoff is Goku, while being a giant monkey demon, goes, Wait, no, I need to remember, I am Goku and monkey demon, and then is no longer monkey demon, but is now super strong Goku. Yeah. You literally, they literally just reverse... The shots of him of becoming him transforming Azari. because again, budget of fifteen cents. They didn't have enough money to do a different transformation <laughs> I, sequence. I would a hundred percent believe you if you told me he was supposed to stay Ozaru form and start fighting Goku because that makes sense with that moral is regaining control of the transformation. But because they ran out of budget and what they had for the fight looked bad, they were like, "What if we just reverse him going back into Goku and then we just..." And we just do that. Because the rest of this fight looks pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. It's Goku It's Goku and Piccolo just in the sky kind of punching punching each other a little They're bit. They're not even really punching each other so much They're as... They're just flailing punching. at each other. And yeah. like magic red to- toned special effects and blue toned energy effects are clashing with each other. Yeah. Like By it, the way, Yamcha murders Mai at some point. <laughs> it's fine. Well, y- yeah. Goku's chasing Bulma and it doesn't matter. <laughs> it, it really Mai's doesn't. dead. Yeah. Mai gets full-on killed. Yep. Yamcha just straight-up shoots her. Yep. So, Goku goes to, like, do the Kamehameha, and Piccolo's like, The power of humans has failed before, and it will fail again! And I'm just saying, it proved successful before. I mean, it took you 2,000 years to become released. Yeah. Kamehameha! And instead of, like, doing the beam clash, Goku well, jumps! That's No, that's actually, that's a uh, direct homage to how uh, Goku beats Piccolo. I know, but it looks stupid! Everything in this fight looks Everything stupid. Everything in this it? fight looks stupid, yeah. I know it's an homage to how he originally defeated King Piccolo, but it still looks dumb to have him jumping and shooting the Kamehameha. Yeah, because that is that time. is one of the big differences is in, in the original version of it. He shoots the Kamehameha down to fly up and then punch Piccolo is what yeah. originally happened. Right. Whereas this is, he's just flying forward shooting a he, laser. He's, he's wushu jumping, which... Yeah, yeah like... And it doesn't matter. I wanted to be done talking about this movie. Um, <laughs> so he kills Piccolo. Um, uh-huh. That was always possible. Yeah, he cool. just beats Piccolo in a fight. And it's like, well, shit, what do we do with the Dragon Balls now? I mean, Roshi's dead. 
We do get one perfect wish. Why do we keep a, saying it's a perfect wish? Shut oh. up. <laughs> Dragon! <laughs> um, this line read. It's, it's like a weird chant that Goku knows in full for some reason. <laughs> the quest of the seven has been completed! Come forth and grant my wish! Or he's ad-libbing. Both are dumb. Yes. Sha- I kind of like the idea that he's ad-libbing because that kind of fits the character we've had up to this point. Shenlong shows up. He's not terribly long. <laughs> Give life to Muten Roshi. <laughs> so he breathes a laser at him and he wakes up. Yeah. Ro- Roshi comes back to life saying, I was in a place of peace. And then Gohan showed up, kicked me and said, go back and teach my grandson. <laughs> and uh, then... And, and uh, Bulma's like, yeah, but, like, I was supposed to have the Dragon Balls for, like, science and shit, and now they're gone. What do we do? I guess we go find them again. Because I guess in the context of the movie, they're ready to go immediately. Yeah, yeah. They, don't, they, don't, they don't mention whether or not they turn to stone for a year. There, there was a fair amount of sequel baiting near the end of this movie for a sequel that was never going to happen. Because, quite frankly, this movie does not deserve a sequel. <laughs> Well, yeah, we end on uh, we end on Goku and Chi Chi meeting in a martial arts tor- uh, arena, and Chi Chi going like, "Huh, well, I, I was distracted, and you got a lucky shot." I, t- I totally let you hit me. I totally got knocked unconscious by you on purpose. Yeah. And we get a really cheesy screen freeze on them running to kick each other. Despite the fact Goku hasn't been doing a lot of kicks this entire thing, but that's how you yeah. do an iconic pose. Like, uh, yeah. yeah. So we cut to credits. We cut to after credits. Piccolo's being tended from his wounds because he's alive. See you in the sequel. That's not going to happen. Okay. That was a movie. That was a movie. <laughs> Barely. Uh, so classic with our shonen's favorite character, favorite fight. <laughs> um, do I have to? <laughs> I suppose not. Nobody's gonna make you. Okay, um, Matt here. I'll say if I have to pick someone I didn't utterly dislike, uh, Yamcha, because <laughs> his actor was I. Someone had to approve these line reads, so I'm not sure to blame him is totally fair. Mm-hmm. But like, he's he is a surfer bro who just his only like meaningful things are going like Goku nice. <laughs> And shooting Mai in the back, killing her, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. And for favorite fight, because it had minimal special effects, I'll take Yamcha versus Mai, where he shoots her in the back <laughs> and kills her. <laughs> yeah, for me, um, I gotta say, I think uh, I think Piccolo was my favorite. That might just be my favorite dozen for James Marsters showing, but he was the only one who actually seemed like he was competently doing his lines. Yeah, I'll, so it's a better than nothing scenario. I'll, I'll agree with Sam on that. Uh, Piccolo's actor was the only one putting in work on this. Well, mm-hmm. uh, no, Roshi was also putting in work. Yeah, yeah Chow Yun-Fat did his Chow best, Chow Yun-Fat's too. problem was definitely in the editing and not in his performance. Or the directing, too, mm-hmm. was someone told him to do different things. Piccolo gets the luxury of being able to be a solid character throughout. I don't really like that character, but yeah. Yeah, the actor is doing a good job. And I think that, like, in terms of favorite fight, it might actually be the, the mirror fight of Chi-Chi versus Mai when... Uh, it's the it's the body double scenario because it's like the one time that people who are actually good at martial arts are doing any fighting on screen until Goku shows up and ruins it. <laughs> um, uh, Jacob here, favorite character. There is always that problem of like. Because, again, like, the way I'll usually watch this is not paying super close attention, so I don't, like, like the obvious uh, ADR and stuff like that I don't pay that close attention to. I Like, a part of me, a part of me wants to, like, say, forget about the performance, what was, like, the intent behind the script to say which characters I liked, but that's probably too much credit for this movie. Um, but honestly, I, I, I kind of liked Goku in this. I mean, the... There aren't many strong points. I mean, it's it's hilariously dumb, I think, is the strong point of this movie. But, like, obviously the characters weren't really the strong point. Um, though, also, honestly, uh, Chi-Chi honestly did a, 
was like well portrayed and again this movie has more respect for chi chi than proper dragon ball and i like it when chi chi gets respected because she deserved more so i i'd probably say chi chi and my favorite fight is i really like seeing the martial arts master dodging opponents and allowing them to hit themselves like it's ridiculous and dumb but like it's already kind of established that that's the world you're in by that point. So yeah. I, re I really liked the... Um, Goku versus bullies? Goku versus the bullies, um, that whole sequence. It was one of the cases where this movie went for a genre and it actually did it right. Yep. So And Jay, who has stopped paying attention to this podcast recording and is reading a manga, who was your favorite character and what was your favorite fight? <laughs> Hands down, Chi Chi. All right. She was the most consistent character in this entire, entire movie. And I'd have to say for a favorite fight, I'd have to say um, Chi Chi versus Chi Chi. Yeah. Yeah. Or Chi Chi versus my Chi Chi. Yeah. Yeah, and not my Chi Chi. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag not my Chi Chi. <laughs> All right. And here at long, long last is where we finally end No Read November. Yay! <laughs> this was a good idea. This was a, this was an idea. <laughs> As always, dear listener, this was a month for you, a long weekend for us. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning into the Overmonka Cast. Make sure to uh, follow us on your podcatcher of choice: Red Circle, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube. That's a good place to reach us with comments on individual episodes. And follow us on all the social medias as at OvermangaCast, so you can interact with us and listen and look at our <laughs> posts. Or desperately tell us not to watch Dragon Ball Evolution, and then you can know you were too late. Yes, <laughs> indeed. So, um, what are we doing next week? I, I have lost all sense of time. As have I. Um, get back to me when this uh, episode goes out, and we will edit it in here. Join us next week, where we will be returning to the world of Demon Slayer, reading chapters 45 through 69, the Mugen Train Arc. Good night, everybody. Yep. Good night, everybody. Good night.